Um, all right. I went to the dentist this morning before I came in, so half of my face is not working correctly. Oh, shit. <laughs> I, I, Just I, so you know. I told Scott that if he um if he starts slurring too much, we're gonna start having him do tongue twisters. Yeah. So he needs to keep it together. <laughs> so I figure since you're sitting across from me, um, we need a secret signal to tell me if I'm drooling. Oh, <laughs> Proclaimed as the city of destiny, Tacoma has maintained itself as the city of grit. Tacoma kept its in-your-face artistry and individuality that sets it apart from anywhere else in the world. Our never-say-die attitude continues to this day. We are honored to bring to you those who live in Tacoma and its surrounding areas, whose contributions are what bring this city to life. The reputation is real. Welcome to the Grid City Podcast. Here are your hosts. We are here. Welcome to the Grit City Podcast. I am Justin. I'm Scott. I'm Jeff. We've got no Brogan, but we might have a little bit of a... Oh, Robo Brogan, he's right there. We had to pay him some money. We had to pay him a little bit of that. Why are you so quiet, Robo Brogan, you jerk? I don't even know what's going on with this thing anymore. I tried to fix it, and people probably can't even hear it, but... <sighs> I, I know he said $100, but he I could barely, barely hear it. All right, Robo Brogan's done. I hate so you, it's Robo only Brogan. worth about 50 Right? <laughs> no Brogan, but we do have with us today a very special guest, Chef Marie Price. Now, I'm not like, uh, I'm giving you that chef title, but uh, is it true? Is it, you are a chef? Yes, I am a chef. Nice. That is awesome. Thank and you. you are with, now I'm going to screw up the name, so I'm just going to say proof. Now, how do you say that second word? Patisserie. Patisserie and cafe. Mm -hmm. And this is down on MLK, right? Basically next door to Quickie 2, the vegan cafe. Yes, right next door. And this is a place where you can get fine pastries. Mm -hmm. What, What kind of stuff do you sell there? So I have everything from breads, bagels, scones, muffins, pastries, uh, cheesecakes, desserts. I do custom cakes, wedding cakes. Really? Mm -hmm. Um, Full espresso bar, um, other beverages, you know, Italian sodas, all that stuff. Nice. And people can get information at prooftacoma.com. Yep. Where you started. and Say the name, Justin. Um, um, Proof. 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 I have already forgotten. (laughs) Okay. Do it again. Patisserie. 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 Are you phonetically right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Patisserie. Patisserie. (laughs) So, yeah, I will still forget at some point and have to reference my notes, but because it's a a fancy word. Mm -hmm. Does that mean something? I I imagine it does. (laughs) (laughs) Most words do. In the pastry (laughs) world, it's basically the French name for a bakery um, that has both breads and pastries. Um, there's different types, but the patisserie is going to have pastries, as mm-hmm. you can hear in the name. Oh. Um, and it's a full bakery, basically. Nice. Word. 
Now, so do you do anything like the French baguettes and stuff like I that? I do, yeah. Okay, okay. Now, we're going to get into the meat of this first, but uh, I watched a, a show on Netflix, which was basically an hour-long show just talking about all the Hollywood cliches. Mm-hmm. And one of those big cliches is a in order to, for an actor to look like they are um, approachable or like the common man, they'll be carrying a bag of groceries. <laughs> and in that bag of groceries, there will always be a baguette sticking out there. And I'm like, that thing's not even covered or anything. <laughs> Do you like cover them or do you just like let people go out there in a paper bag, just shove it in there and let them go? <laughs> so I have sleeves. Um, they're okay. bags that are specifically for a baguette and they cover it completely. Uh, however, you know, a lot of people, because of the crust mm-hmm. with the bread, they think it's, you know, fine. Yeah. America's a little bit stricter with those. <laughs> I guess the full rules. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that makes but, a little bit more sense. I mean, you know, immune systems. As soon as you said that, though, I wanted to eat. A big thing of French bread. You just want bread? <laughs> yes, man. You too, Jeff. Right. I was all in. Right. I was like, oh, that sounds delicious. Right. One, of, <laughs> one of my favorite things. It's like that old school comfort. You know, when you see that on the counter, you knew you're getting spaghetti and the French bread. Right. <laughs> Jeff is excited for that one. Right. Yeah, yeah I remember, man. It, that was a, a big thing when I was a kid when mom brought home French bread. Because, you know, it would be a good night. It's like pizza at school, right? Right. You know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm 100% pizza with you, Pizza at dude. school. Get that square pizza. Right. Yeah. <laughs> now, okay. Now, we. I want to get into a little bit of the history of you as a chef, as a baker, mm-hmm. um, because I was looking at your bio over at uh, ProofTacoma.com, and you really, this was your passion. This was yes. what you were born to do. Yep. So how did that start out for you? So I grew up in a very large family. I'm, okay. a, I'm one of nine kids. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, and my mom was a stay-at-home mom. I grew up in a very um, conservative old school family christian and we did everything um in-house as far as food goes uh no preservatives Mm -hmm. no packaged foods so i grew up baking um cookies and breads at a young age we'd make our own birthday cakes you know all that and i loved doing it so it kind of ended up being my task my mom (laughs) my mom's a fantastic cook but she cannot bake worth shit (laughs) and so at Eight, nine years old, I was baking cakes and cookies, and I picked it up extremely naturally. Um, it just always made sense to me. I've, I've always loved math, um, and oh, I'm extremely artistic. So okay, yeah. both of those go together. Um, the only other thing that I enjoy as much as baking is music. So it's kind of the same thing. Oh, yeah, it's exactly. We're just uh, going by the numbers. And, yeah. yeah. So uh, baking was just the perfect balance of science and art. Um, and so, yeah, I just got into it, started teaching myself, started my own neighborhood baking company at 13. Um, yeah, made a couple thousand dollars the first summer at 13. (laughs) Yeah. My dad, I had wanted to learn the drums and I was classical piano since a little kid and, and he was like, you're a girl, drums, no. And I was like, I want (laughs) to hit something, you know? Yeah, yeah. And so he kind of. Thought, oh, if I give her a challenge, she's not going to do it. And said, if you buy your own drum set, I'll pay for drum lessons. And so I started a baking company and wow. three months later bought a drum set. Bought a really nice drum mm-hmm. set too. I, I did, mean, a DW. I remember when That's I was awesome. – I, I, I wanted to do the drum thing. Gosh, I was probably like 19 or 20, living with my <laughs> grandma, such a dick. And she but, told you to make your own money well, and buy your own drum kit. <laughs> not so much, but there's no one that was going to help me at that point oh, in sorry. time. But I ended up buying like a little $200 set on uh, eBay. 
Much to my uh, my poor grandmother's chagrin. Yeah, that was and my then- neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was we even uh, across the way. I remember growing up, we had someone who had was a drummer, and you could hear it whenever mm-hmm. he was practicing. And he was in the back in the garage, all soundproofed and all that right. stuff. So you, uh, so you are a drummer as well, then? Yeah, I haven't as much lately. I still sing a lot and do piano. I haven't gotten on a drum set in a minute, but wow. um, but yeah. So yeah, that's how it kind of all started. Um, yeah, my first. My first company name was Blackberry Bonanza. Aww. And I picked all my own Blackberries because Washington. Oh, they're everywhere. And, yeah. Right. And made Blackberry Jam, Black- Blackberry Cobblers, Black- Blackberry Pies, um, cinnamon rolls, and cookies. And went door to door through all the neighborhoods around and sold sold them. Wow. And I did, you know, deliveries and weekly orders. And um, so like the weekly orders for the neighbors. Wow. So you had the whole business plan like set up from the get go. You knew what you were going. Now, did you have anyone um, mentoring you on that or was it just figuring it out yourself? I just figured it out. Now, um, now uh, I love that. Yeah. I think that's awesome as a side hustle just to get what she wants. She (laughs) built an entire business. And that's how I kind of fell in love with it. Um, I didn't know, like, you know, no one in my family baked. It wasn't a thing. Um, it just is something I was really good at, fell in love with, and you made money. And <laughs> right? I was like, I'm going to open a bakery. Like, I mowed my grandparents' lawn for like 10 bucks a week sort of thing. Like, that was my way to make money. And then the rest of it was, I don't even know how I made money. I had a paper route. Like, I had a paper route when I was 16. Yeah. Like, I didn't even start getting, like, doing real work until I was like, I could drive. <laughs> I, I may have allegedly done some other things <laughs> especially in high school oh yeah 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 and so um beyond that so you started at 13 yeah um how long did you have that little neighborhood business honestly up until i graduated high school on wow. and off i ended up expanded it to holidays um did That's cookie awesome. holiday boxes um valentine's arrangements of pastries for like um i had a lot of medical issues so i had a lot of uh, doctors, all of their doctors' offices ended up ordering stuff. Wow. I ended up landing an account with the Olympia Yacht Club when what? I was like 15 because my one of the neighbors was on the board and ended up getting all the food through me and then got lots of stuff through them. It just kind of expanded, and um, I did it every summer, every holiday. Um, it was just kind of my way to have money growing up. Uh, my parents were not. They didn't really believe in allowances. Fair enough, and, Sam. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, especially with nine kids. Oh, gosh, yeah, right? <laughs> so, um, Your allowances, you're allowed to live here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's, that was my stepdad. Um, but yeah, it just kind of stuck. And then um, I had a few medical things where I was out for a while here and there, surgeries and stuff. And so I started working my way through um, culinary uh school books from colleges, oh, Le Cordon wow. Bleu, mm-hmm. Johnson and Wales, um, some of the other schools. And then I would just do like a project a day and worked my way through their, their books and wow. taught myself. And, um, I hadn't planned on going to school or anything. I hadn't even really thought about it long term. It kind of just found me honestly. And then, yeah, when I was 17, I graduated high school and, um, went to work for, my um church business and i didn't two months in i was like i don't want to be here i want to open a bakery yeah and i uh, got my first job uh right before i turned 18 at wagner's european bakery in olympia okay um my f- my friends uh grandma's like really good friends with the original owner rudy who passed and 
talked to him was like, this girl wants to bake. She's really good. And, <laughs> She's been doing this since she's right. 13. And right. so they hired me. And uh, that was my first inter- introduction. Because I had told my my parents I wanted to open a bakery. And my stepdad said, before I write a check for you to open a business, I need to know that you're actually going to do oh, it. Yeah. Yeah, so absolutely. you're going to work in the industry. Yeah. Yeah. Make sure that you're mm-hmm. okay with it. Yeah. And then once you once you get into the business, because you can love it as a hobby or even as the, like the business, what you're doing, where it's just yourself. But once you have to uh, integrate like uh, all of the uh, the extra. Exactly. Uh, and that's when you have to realize yeah. that it's more than just making the food and delivering right. it to people. Yeah. There's so many other things that like, okay, if you're cool with this. Yeah. And see, I also, you know, grew- I liked the Food Network and all of that. And I'm really glad that I got down in the industry because what a lot of people think the food industry is, is nothing like it. Mm -hmm. And even in the baking industry, there's so many different um, facets to it. There's so many different styles of careers you can have in the industry. Mm -hmm. So many styles of businesses. I mean, everything from cupcake shop to a bread bakery are going to be completely different structures. Mm -hmm. So, um, when I went to work for a bakery, I thought I was going to open a cake decorating cupcake kind of style shop. And that was going to be my career in the baking world. And it was nothing further from the truth. <laughs> uh, you know, my career had different things for me, but I ended up becoming a pastry chef, which is very different from a baker. And it all happened because I started a job in a bakery. Mm-hmm. And then um, after a year and a half in the bakery, uh, I had, I had another surgery and was out for six months and I ended up, um, going and talking to, uh, Wolfgang Puck's executive chef, um, at Spago's in Maui because we went back and forth as a kid, Maui and Washington. And that was, I had called him up because I wanted to meet meet Wolfgang. I wanted to tour their kitchen, whatever. And I just, I've always been that person who just like, well. Ask. The worst thing you can hear is right. no. Yeah, like, yeah, just yeah. Fuck it, you know. <laughs> so <laughs> I, oh, we know about that. I called up the restaurant and I was like, "Can hey. I talk to the executive chef? I love it. I love <laughs> can it. I come down and meet you?" And um, ended up going down there. And then he was like, "Do you want to come in and shadow?" And uh, like, yeah. Ended up spending time working with him. He trained me on some really cool techniques and all this stuff. And then the last day I was there, he was like. Um, New Year's is tomorrow. Wolfgang's going to be here. You want to come celebrate with us? Like, so I got to meet Wolfgang and talk with him. And that's oh, where that's super cool. I talked about going to school and stuff. Um, and they were like, well, basically going and working is a lot better. Finding out what you're mm-hmm. best at, what part of the industry you're good at. However, like right now I had my medical stuff. I couldn't work. Why don't you go to school? If you can find a local program, don't go to some high-end place and waste your money and go into debt or whatever. Just get the piece of paper yeah. that says that you went through the procedure. Exactly. I did the same thing going to Clover Park Technical College. Like It's go. like you get the paper, you get the, the yeah. diploma graduation certificate that they give you for whatever it is, mm-hmm. and boom. It's like that's that's enough a lot of the times exactly. just to get your foot in the door. Yeah. And also the plus side, at least for me, was that it's a smaller class. Um, out and all of that so i was able to work a lot more on my own at my own pace and because i had already worked so much in the industry already and taught myself so much uh i could do a lot more one-on-one with the teachers and teach myself and i went to sps so um knowing people that are on the board there because i'd worked for them and stuff and i worked (laughs) the whole time i was there because while i was in the class i ended up meeting um again i've just made a phone call because I heard Mario Vitale was going to be in town for an event at <laughs> really? St. Martin's and was like, can I work for free at the event? And 
they were like, they sure. Heard free? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Right. right? Yeah, free yeah. labor. And so I ended up going down there and it was hosted by Bon Appetit and I got hired at the event wow. as a pastry chef. Well, in pastry school and i was like i'm not a pastry chef yet and he was like you will you're, be. don't worry about yeah, it yeah you'll yeah. figure it out you're you're there <laughs> and so he was my mentor yeah i was 19 and um i went to work for bon appetit and that was what took my career off and yeah. he just um he saw my potential and i was just talking to him last week because he's in the hospital and he calls himself my dad i'm his fifth daughter and, uh he told me he said you're you're the best investment i ever made he's like the best business decision the best because his boss the district manager said no we can't afford another pastry chef like a whole nother pastry program and he said fuck it and hired me anyway and got nice. in trouble <laughs> but then ended up turning and it was the biggest pastry program in the west coast intels um for bon appetit by the time wow. i got down and they moved me to their biggest site in hillsborough and stuff but so working working at something like that because that's like at that point that's like a major step in that point yeah. um what was i guess like the the culture shock when it came down to that working for something like that was it a lot more people in the kitchen when you're doing yes. it at that time yes. and was that uh was that like super intimidating at that point in time or were you just like i don't give a shit i'm just gonna be able to do this and i'm just gonna sit there and do whatever's well, necessary or like how did that work out for you well at the time i was still a very naive uh they called me the little dutch princess and Aww. stuff you know i was very like <laughs> listening to taylor swift is how he always describes me singing in the kitchen with my pink everything and i was a lot different of a person and i kind of honestly a lot of stuff just went over my head even the even the like disrespect <laughs> or okay, yeah, all yeah, of that yeah. i was just kind of oblivious in my own world <laughs> um and i just loved baking so much and you know a lot of the chefs because there are a lot of chefs and it's so stressful and it's overwhelming and it was like a i don't know at least 2500 square foot kitchen three giant walk-ins you wow, know yeah. there was um about three thousand people i think at the intel plant in dupont wow. at that time and it was one of the smaller ones um but you know there were like five stations they were all expo kitchens you know you do it right in front of the customer and all that so it was very stressful and there was a lot of negativity but I was so super bubbly and pop positive, like, you know, popping around, like so happy to be there. It's a little pop star in the back there. Yeah, yeah. And honestly, I just saw it as like this super exciting opportunity. And I remember one of my first, um, actually the event they hired me at the, one of the executive chefs that came up from Portland, he, he said, talk to me in seven years. You're not going to be this happy. <laughs> and he said, you're not going to love baking this much. And I think about that. Literally at least once a week. And you're just like, because no, I still like I it. I love it a hundred times more than I did then. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah, the one thing yeah. that I, even with the stress and with the jobs that have not been that great or the interactions that have not been that great, right. the customers that come in super grumpy and cuss you out and stuff <laughs> over a bagel. Like, right, come on. <laughs> but right. even with that, I don't know. I just, I fall in love with it more and more every day. That's it's, amazing. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I call really those nice. people astronauts. So you're an astronaut. <laughs> I work in a creative field, and there there are just some people that eat and breathe that that industry. Like I I, I have to work at it, but they're just like they do it at work, they do it at home, mm -hmm. they do it spare time, and yeah. they, they do it really good. You're an astronaut, right? Yeah. Because not everybody can, everybody wants to be an astronaut, but yeah. not everybody right? can mm -hmm. be an astronaut. Yeah, I'm totally. not in a creative field. I'm more in tech, and it's the same way there. Like you see people. Like, you'll talk to some guy, and he's thinking, like, three miles down the road from where you're at. You know what I mean? I, I feel so dumb, like, every day. <laughs> no joke, man. You do some amazing stuff, though, that you can never talk about. But yeah. it's always kind of fun to, 
you know, Dude, see things yeah, that you, you <laughs> randomly It post. is, man. You, you talk to some people. There's certain people you talk to sometimes and you're like, holy cow. Like this person is so much smarter than I am, right? Yeah. yeah. Or, or so much better at right. something than I am. Like they, they've already figured it out in their head and, and I'm still trying to figure out the problem, right? Yeah. And they're already past you onto another problem. And yeah. that's when you say, I, oh, so what do you think? That's exactly right. That's <laughs> I know how to fix it, but I was right. just going to see what right. you think first and then compare. Yeah. A lot of times I just tell I tell them, well, so what should I do? <laughs> Help. <laughs> so beyond working with that, um, obviously with um, Proof to Coma, you can go there um, right now down on MLK. Um, we've got the uh, the information and all the links up on there um, so people can check cool. that out. And uh, when we throw it out there, um, we'll uh, uh, definitely be spreading also the Instagram and the Facebook. You're doing some really fun stuff with the, uh, with the social media. Yeah. I do love of us seeing all of that uh, it's one of those it's another one of those things where when you look at this uh it's something that they don't they're not going to explain to you when you're like when you run a business you're going to need a social media presence Seriously. now <laughs> and you absolutely need oh, one right now God. because people people will will judge you based off of things that somebody <laughs> else said Right. And so at that point in time, you got to put it out there or even just it's the best part is is just the um, the fact that it's such a visual medium. Right. And especially with pastries and all of the different things in the cakes and stuff, it's essentially right. a visual medium because you see it and then you want to taste it. I know. It. I wish I could get smells on there. <laughs> that would take it to the next level. <laughs> yeah, we learned the word pivot. We were talking about pivoting, about businesses <laughs> and stuff, how much everybody has to pivot yeah, this year. For real. Yeah, <laughs> being able to evolve, especially with everything technology specifically, um, I'm not super tech savvy. Uh, <laughs> I get frustrated very easily. Um, yeah, I understand. Yeah, that. <laughs> so I mean, but I'm learning. Mm -hmm. I do have um, a social media director at this point. Nice, good call. Um, yeah, well, my late partner did all of it. Uh, he did all my brand design as well as all my basically face to my uh, public and all of that uh, social media interaction, photography, videography, awesome. all of it. He was very, very talented. So now you're having to have someone else be able to yeah. kind of come in with that. Yeah, when he passed, uh, I didn't want to see. By the way, but... Thank you. I didn't want to see a change in my brand. He worked really hard to establish, mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. you know, a specific energy. And it was consistent through everything, through our decor, through, you know, our logo, through our social media, all of it. And people all the time would be like, who are you paying to do this? <laughs> you know, you make these incredible videos. And he also went to culinary school. So, like, he, he knew, like you said, the visual art of yeah. all the pastry. And I've never had someone represent me or my work so well. And so I was um, – just I mean, besides losing him as a business side of it, it was – just i was stuck yeah, yeah i was yeah. overwhelmed um well and it's like and um as sad as that is the fact that he was able to lay that groundwork right. and set that foundation is so you're like is well let's keep this consistent exactly. until we continue until we figure out more as we're going along but at least you have that base right. of what people are expecting even just with social media because yeah. there's that familiarity there 
Somebody might not show up all the time, but they might get reminded just because they like your page on Facebook. Exactly, and then yeah. algorithms suddenly show some right. of the stuff. They're like, oh, yeah, I want to go there. I want hey, to get that Hey, speaking of social media, yeah. I got a coaster question. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. So we have coaster questions. And usually what they are are drunk people riding on the back of coasters uh, questions. Oh. <laughs> and so we've uh, moved that to our Discord channel. Which people are listening to live, and uh, we usually, before we do the recordings, we'll shout out, hey, everybody, we're going to have these type of people on. Do you have a question for them? And so they may be drunk. They may be inebriated <laughs> in other ways. They may just be having their coffee in the morning thinking about stuff. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> but we do have a lot, of, uh, a lot of questions out there. So let's start off with one, Jeff. All right. I'm going to do this one. This is going to be a yes and no and okay. Answer first one. Okay. Okay. That's all she's allowed to answer. Yeah. Yes, I was going to make it like That's a speed it. round. That's all. <laughs> yep. I was gonna, okay. So this is from Derek, and it says, "Are macaroons overrated?" Yes or no? Now, are you saying? Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> yes or no? Did I say well, questions afterwards? <clears throat> I no, would kidding. say no. Oh, yeah, I'm going to say not if done correctly. No. Oh, okay. Right. That right. sounds like a challenge. Now, now right okay, there. okay, now. Okay, we answered we answered that question. Now I'm gonna add on to that one because you said macaroons. Now macaroons and French French macarons are different. different and yeah. they are absolutely different. So that's what I was asking because I forgot what a macaroon was. Yeah, I don't know. And so I'm I, just thinking I was what thinking, so there's cheese. coconut macaroons. Mm -hmm. Um there's the traditional almond macaron. Um mm -hmm. so I'm assuming it's the macaron mm -hmm. uh because that's what most people associate. Yeah, with yeah. Macaron. And those are like the little sandwichy They are they're an almond flour. Yeah. Um, well Derek needs to ask meringue. better questions. That's what time. I was gonna say. Tell Derek to get oh, his question put right. Me in the middle of this shit. We expect better from him. <laughs> but right. if they, next if they, time, Derek. If they're French macarons, no, they're not overrated not whatsoever. At all. They're yeah. amazing. Yeah, especially when done correctly. They're mm -hmm. perfectly chewy, soft, melt in your mouth, crispy. Any flavor pretty much works with them, and they're gluten-free. Are they really? They are. Oh, it's because the almond? Yeah, it's almond flour and powdered sugar. Wow. And it's, as long as, you know, basically, I don't, I doubt really anyone would put flour in them if yeah. you do it correctly. But yeah, they're, <laughs> they're gluten-free as long as the filling is gluten-free as well. Now, do you do those? I do. Okay, um, right on. I don't have them regularly. I mm -hmm. did at Open. That was actually my late partner's favorite thing ever. Oh, wow. And he insisted on me having them in... He would give me these crazy flavors or see something and be like, I want this. And like he was an Instagram fanatic um, with fashion. So he would just be sending me like all this, of these this, things. This, yeah. This. Like just <laughs> visual and flavor fusion stuff. Um, I think the last one I made him was a blueberry Earl Grey and it was really good. Whoa. Yeah, it was really good. That's amazing. All right, Jeff. I got another one. And this is from Michelle who knows how to ask a question. <laughs> so do you have a favorite piece of of equipment for baking favorite piece of equipment hmm. depending on what i'm making would have to would you know change mm -hmm. the question for that but <clears throat> i love a proof box honestly what's proof box um proofing breads because you can control the humidity and the temperature and oh. everything and so Basically, it speeds up any sort of rising for uh, any proofing okay, for okay. any products. Um, it's a godsend uh, just because, you know, for breads, they're super – they're simple and mm -hmm. food costs are the lowest. They're the most profitable. You know, they're what they call the hurry up and wait methods. So <laughs> you spend a little bit of time – putting it like really quickly, working with your dough, getting whatever, and then it rests and then you do it again and then it rests. Well, when you have proofers or proof boxes, whoever invented that just 
you know, tired of waiting. Basically, yeah, <laughs> because you can set the humidity levels, the temperature, whatever, and then you can basically speed up the proofing. So let's just say I have dough in the fridge proofing for overnight and it's Ooh. cold and I forget about it. And then I'm like, well, shit, it's going to knock it up to room temp. It's not going to proof cinnamon rolls, whatever. I'm not going to be able to get them out. Okay, well, I can throw it in the proof box and crank it up and get That's it awesome. out. I got a question. Yeah. So we, me and my wife, we moved into this house at a convection oven. So one of the first mm-hmm. things she cooked in it, which we never had convection oven, so we were very excited that when we moved into the house, they had like a $3,000 oven. This thing is so smart. Yeah. And so we use it for like one thing, making soup. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't so, think you make that in the oven, bro. <laughs> no, right. Well, on top. Oh, <laughs> I, so- I But so she bakes a cake, right? So she takes it out. And all I said, huh, convection ovens seem to make things dry. Oh, I dude. said maybe you shouldn't cook it dude. as long. And that's all I would say. Just stay. So dude. do convection ovens. Tell my wife right now. That she, she'll listen to this. That convection ovens do they make things dry? How about that? They don't make things dry. However, <laughs> you like you were correct. You have to shorten the cook time gotcha. because of the fan and the equal heat. It mm. it does cook things more right. evenly and okay, quicker. Okay. Right. And so. Basically, you won't need as much time as the direct heat to gotcha. get to the center because it's the fans circulating the heat. <laughs> Guess who right. never got a cake from the convection oven? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. Thank you very much. <laughs> and, uh, that's actually a good point. Just just throwing that out there because um, just the way that you explain that and the way you're talking about the proofing and stuff, like baking is a is as opposed to cooking. Baking is way more precise. Very much so. And like you were talking about with the math and stuff, it's very specific. When you when somebody says you add this much to something you add exactly that right. much or else it's going to come out and just be weird yeah and i i just i even just remember seeing like it was like it was like a meme of like all the different types of cookies and it was like no egg no flour and all these different ones and yeah. how each one just looks completely different from one another but it's the same like basically the same ingredients but when you change stuff up it completely and utterly just will make something maybe not what it is yeah uh one of the chefs i used to work for used to say all bakers can cook, hardly any cooks can bake. <laughs> and that's the difference is <clears throat> with baking, you have to do everything correctly before it comes goes in the oven cuz once it comes out, you can't change it. Yeah. With cooking, you basically do it to taste or texture, whatever, you do it to see the finished product. So you can yeah. add as you go. For baking, you have no idea. If you forget the baking soda, baking powder, any sort of leavener, you won't know until it comes out of the oven. And then you will, <laughs> then you will know. Right. And sometimes, like, <laughs> let's say you forget sugar or something. Like, there's certain things that from looking at it, you're not really going to be able to tell. The caramelization, the color might change because the sugar's not in there. But until you cut into it and taste it, you're not going to really know. There was uh, – I'm going to dye my wife out on this. She's an oh, amazing no. baker. But um, – and she, this was because she was trying to do something nice. And um, she was it trying to make – It always gets you in trouble. It does. <laughs> she was going – she was trying to make um, gluten-free cookies for, oh. um, uh, for her work. Uh, because everyone there was either vegan or gluten-free. It was just a big thing on that. So she was making some gluten-free cookies, and she got all, she got all-purpose uh, gluten-free flour. 
she didn't realize that that flower was bean flour. Oh, okay. The flavor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so it was it, it was it was not her fault because she made it everything there. It was just it was bean flour. Right. So I remember this is literally the only time I've ever spit out uh, <laughs> the um the the dough beforehand. Like as I want to taste it, you know, right. I taste of the dough. I've never tasted bean flour. Uh, oh, mm. no. well, when you when when you're expecting like a chocolate chip cookie mm. and it's a chocolate chip bean, <laughs> um, like it was just blah. And but she still she wasn't sure, so she she still baked them. She still had the stuff. I might as well. Yeah, okay, and right. it was. And I mean, I'm a fatty, so I still I ate. You gagged them down. Well, you're like I all ate, your fucking bean cookies. I don't care. You drizzle them in chocolate, <laughs> and oh, you know what? Well, yeah, I mean, you, you put chocolate and them. peanut butter on anything. Yeah, I didn't eat all of them, but I did eat too. a couple of them. But it was one of those <laughs> things where you got to really make sure yeah. what the uh, ingredients are. And it yeah. was a learning experience on that end too. Yeah. I love that. That's, I would probably have to eat the bean cookies too, just so you know. That's the problem with gluten free. Um, I've I actually interned at a gluten free vegan bakery. I've worked a little bit in it, but it doesn't go with any of the science for one. Yeah, and pretty much every one of the flowers um, are going to have some sort of flavor because flowers are really great. Um, you know consistent just base to add whatever flour to and it absorbs and is you know a great medium for it however coconut flour almond flour uh yeah. bean flour all of them are going to be pretty flavorful um even rice flour it's got the grittiness and stuff so it's really hard to find just something that's going to hold it together and be that you know binder or strength to it that isn't an overpowering <laughs> flavor so right? because some of the ones that work really well like bean flour they have that flavor and so they you have to use them for things like breads or where you don't mind that flavor being in it so much yeah but desserts yeah that's a hard one yeah. that's pretty funny it though. was uh it was an experience <laughs> sure <laughs> um do we want to take a break uh refill our drinks and then yeah. come back and uh we'll hit some more coaster questions yeah and uh yeah and then we'll come back and have some more fun with chef marie price i thought i felt an earthquake that might have been me my gut's kind of bubbly but there are also just earthquakes, and maybe you didn't realize that there's hundreds of tiny earthquakes that can happen, and you don't even feel it. Wow. I think you need to be prepared, Jeff. Do you have a- Yeah, how can I get prepared for this? Well, glad you asked, because it's the ShakeOut 2021 on October 21st at 1021 on 1021. See how they did that? I like that. We're just getting prepared for when an earthquake does occur, because you don't know when it's going to happen. Yeah, it freaks me out. You know how I feel about this. <laughs> you need to participate with this, and you can go to www.shakeout.org slash Washington, and you can see the information there. You can sign up, and you can even see what the drill itself is, which is drop, cover, and hold on. And this is to practice how to protect yourselves during an earthquake. So that's how you can get prepared for all of this by going to that site, www.shakeout.org slash Washington. If you're in tune with the uh, social media and want to have some fun with that as well, you can do the hashtag shakeout so you can share photos. Usually, you know, you want to do it under your desk. Do those under the desk selfies. You could probably do that, right? Under the desk selfies. Uh, Yeah, I don't think they're called that. Well, hashtag under the desk selfie. No, use the hashtag shake. Uh, if that's not a thing, we need to start that. You can find all of the information and register for the drill at shakeout.org slash Washington. You can't mute us. We're on a podcast. I can. Ooh. 
what was that? What are you drinking? Um, a ju- juicy domination. Excuse me. Um, <laughs> it's actually from Oregon. It's got yeah. juicy on oh, the ass. Yeah, and then Cassie. That's what my li- license Nincossi. plate says. <laughs> How do you say that? What? Nincasi. Nincasi. You're asking me. N i n k a s i. I don't know. You're from here. They're from Eugene. Okay, you're from here. They're from Eugene. You well, I mean, understand you're from what the, the area. Is. Eugene is not the area. Yeah, but you asked me how to say something from like Utah. I can tell you how to pronounce shit from Utah. Because oh, it's the whitest shit ever. <laughs> speak it. Speak yeah, but you it. don't know. They they talk with hard G's. Some, they say things like fighting. Fighting. <laughs> <laughs> Stay out of the valley. <laughs> uh, 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 we uh, Speaking of being from places, we went to Moses Lake for a... a, a uh, <laughs> Fucking segues. Speaking of being from places, <laughs> continue, Jeff. Continue. <laughs> well, this is going to bring everybody down. Then the next sentence I'm going to say. Oh shit! We were we went to Moses Lake for a funeral. <laughs> and anyway, it was okay. It was it was it was just a celebration it was okay. of life. Yeah, it's a celebration of life. Everybody move forward. You know? That's fair good. enough. Yeah. And so the 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 guy the the minister uh, pastor I think that was his title minister came, pastor. Yeah, he came up. He says, "Where are you guys from?" And I said, "I'm from Puyallup." You know, he goes, "Hey, wow!" He says, "What what part?" I said. You know where where I'm from, and he goes, he goes, oh, uh, he goes, yeah, I'm from there. He says, I, but I lived in Lakewood, and he goes, I used to hang around to call him and stuff like that, you know. <laughs> As I said, oh yeah, man, I'm on a podcast about. Tacoma and the growth <laughs> of, of, of things like that. I said it's grown so much. Yeah, direct him to like a podcast like this one right. where we're talking about a Tacoma business. Maybe not our last episode right. where yeah, we were just did. taking dab hits <laughs> and uh, hanging out in our awesome new studio. Um, we are talking about Tacoma and businesses there. We are back with Chef Marie Price from Proof patisserie and cafe <laughs> my nice. two and a half years of french at least i can get the accent somewhere uh well you guys don't know the difference um you can check her out at proof also on the facebook page i know the instagram is just if you backslash proof and it is proof patisserie and the facebook there and we'll have all the links and everything on um actually on the uh, show notes because becca is amazing and does that we uh, took a break we got the refill of the drinks i got more coffee and we are absolutely trying these um, oh, amazing pastries. Now, you had to make me stop eating mine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I made you because we had to make sure that she knows what you are eating. Justin Just, yelled at us. I did. I was like, you can finish it, um, but we need to show off what you are eating so that she can explain what it is. So what am I having here today? That is a spiced muffin, a uh, pumpkin muffin with a cream cheese filling. Yeah, that pumpkin spice yeah. with the cream cheese. Like, seriously... I mean, Brogan did it too when he went out to Street Beefs, got the uh, PSL. <laughs> he did. And you know what? I ain't going to hate him. Like, get him every once in a while. It's fantastic. And the pumpkin spice is so good. And this pastry is so amazing. That was like a year ago, huh? Yeah. It was the same time. It was about holy the same shit. time. Yeah, yeah. Fucking holy fuck, I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> Me? What am I? What, yeah, do what I are have you eating here? there? So What's, what is... half of this <laughs> is left? <laughs> that is a vanilla butter. Bunt cake. Oh. We call them baby cakes. They're miniature bun cakes. And then that's got an almond uh, vanilla glaze on it. Oh, it's so delicious. And, then, yeah. and the butterfly. Can I eat that yeah, as well? it's an edible butterfly. Good, because I did. <laughs> <laughs> that was, okay, so there was this beautiful little butterfly. What is it made out of? It's a rice paper. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I broke its wing off and ate it just to and see if got, I could. Yeah, and then we've got an edible gold uh, powder on there Oh, well. it's so good. This is delicious. Awesome. Thank you. Jeff, what do you got over oh, there? The apple turnover thing. The apple. Uh... Yeah, it's an apple cinnamon turnover. And I got to tell you, this got my approval because I'm an expert <laughs> on these and maple bars when I was growing up. <laughs> we, we grew up in, in orchards. Everybody worked in an orchard. 
And so I, I thought everybody uh, ate cigarettes, coffee, and maple <laughs> bars and apple turnovers for breakfast. I thought that was just the way of life. I didn't know anything about cereal. What? <laughs> no. But these are star food good. I mean, awesome. so everybody from uh, Eastern Washington know what that means. But uh, nice. I love it. I just, I first off, I love pastries. Like, not gonna lie. Like, so this was amazing. When, uh, when, oh, Jeff, Jeff, uh, not Jeff. Scott's eating it. Scott just ate the butterfly. Just a wing. <laughs> that poor guy. <laughs> that poor little guy. Um, again, you can go and you can check out the website proofdacoma.com. Now, you are located at the, um, the old site for the Tacoma Baking Company. Yes. Which had a, a, very, very fast, very epic um, opening, and then colossal meltdown. Yeah. Um, as seen, if you you can you can search for the News Tribune article, um, the one that you did as well, to get kind of into the deep of it. Yeah. But uh, you know, for the listeners' sake, I didn't really want to kind of you know we don't want to go too deep into it, but we still want to acknowledge that sure. you did do some consulting with them yes, as it was going on. Um, but beyond that, you really had nothing more to do with them than that. So I helped. I consulted for them, and with all of the problems that arose, um, I did help with day-to-day operation okay. for the twelve weeks. Twelve weeks, <laughs> pretty much. I mean, wow, I think yeah. they, I think, I think uh, it operated a little bit past that, but mm-hmm. the shutdown was twelve weeks after they opened. So, oh. um, the actual open doors, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I think was technically 12 weeks, maybe 14 at max. Wow. Uh, but yeah, very uh, long, but short. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like extremely long with that. And it's, uh, and at that point, and at this point in time, it's like um, beyond that, they, the previous owners have nothing to do with you. You are your own entity at this oh, point yeah, in time. Completely. And it's one of the things that you've had to kind of constantly, constantly. remind everybody. Very much so. And you've been involved in um, helping other places open previous mm-hmm. to this. Most definitely. So it's not something that is is new to you. It was just this whole experience was just kind of a shit show. Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> it's the shortest uh, consulting contract job I've ever had in my life. Wow. And yet it is the job or interaction I have spent the most energy on. Um, honestly, at this point, you know, they closed over a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. And it is still a daily question or interaction um you know even at like the grocery store and i understand yeah i understand that uh they spent you know i think over four years um preparing there was a lot of hype for this very much so i remember buying into it as well and just being very excited for that whole like because like having a bakery right there in mlk Mm -hmm. is is a really was a really cool idea and i'm glad that you were able to you know take the, mm-hmm. the the location and be able to continue that right. without having hopefully not having that stigma always attached yeah i think i mean i've had enough of my own personal trauma with opening the business um and how tragic it has been the positive side of it is it's established my own narrative mm-hmm. um Trell and i very much from the beginning wanted that because like i said earlier this is my lifelong dream and well my paths crossed with Tacoma Baking Company for a short time. It mm-hmm. was literally less than a hiccup in my career. Um, and just with the way the world worked, 
the space opened up, but I had been planning my business plan, my dream, my structure for the business since before I can remember. Yeah. So I, you know, really tried to establish my own story with it while acknowledging. Yeah. Um, because I do know that people want to kind of understand a little bit um, my involvement with it. And I respect that. Mm -hmm. And I do respect that the community was so involved um, and so excited and anticipated and supported it so much. And um, I love that. I mean, bakeries should be the cornerstone of communities. Oh, Um, absolutely. You know, the hub. That's what we wanted. Um, Don and I both as consultants uh, and – you know, sole proprietors and such. We traveled and work a lot outside, worked a lot outside of an office space or something. So we, we worked constantly in cafes or coffee shops or, and both of us are avid, you know, uh, coffee drinkers and good food, (laughs) you know, all of that. And so we wanted to create a space like that. And I think ideally that's what Tacoma was looking for was somewhere that you could walk to or drive to or ride your bikes to with your kids and get an awesome pastry or go and sit and work and, you know, do a Skype call and sip on your good coffee, whatever. Absolutely. And that's what we're going for. And it's, it's exciting too, because of all the changes happening up on MLK, mm-hmm. including with the light rail, yep. you're right, right on that, Yep. which uh, I have to feel right now might not necessarily be a total no. blessing, <laughs> but <laughs> like it's, it's the, the eventuality of having that completed and then having that being a mainstay for people to go from, uh, from Hilltop downtown. I um, live, yeah, I live right. Um, six blocks from the bakery. Ooh, nice commute then. Yeah, I don't drive, so um, I either walk or Uber everywhere. Mm -hmm. And um, I mean, I'm excited that there will be a local transportation and stuff. However, right now, especially with the pandemic and how that's already affected um, the economy, the industry, the construction is majorly affecting not only me, but every small business. Everybody, yeah. And Sound Transit, I mean... To be honest, they're not doing a great job um, as ambassadors um, in the community. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely not being considerate. Well, and that's, I mean, even they had, there was such a fight between them and like, I remember, I think it was in Renton with the the Dix location where there was just a massive fight because they were just going to take the land that was already basically promised to them. And it's one of those things where, I mean, uh, I I am 100% all for stuff like the BRT, the Link Light Rail, and all of that. But when it comes down to um, the transparency right. and what Sound Trans has been doing over the course of multiple years, decades almost at this point in time, it's kind of BS. Like, it's yeah, it's one it of those is. things where it's like, you need to, you got to do better, and they're just I mean, not. For example, uh, when I called them, I want to say June. I've been trying to get a hold of them because the street kept shutting down and I had customers thinking we're closed. It was majorly affecting my business and everything. We had just fully reopened and I'm like, what's going on? I don't even get updates. I don't know what's going on. I called them. They didn't even know I existed as a business. (laughs) Oh, and I'm like, you're supposedly your headquarter person is three blocks down and on Martin Luther King. And yet you didn't they quite know. They possibly could have bought and pastries. Right. right. And so then they said, oh, well, well, we apologize, whatever. Okay, I've been asking for a sign on the road since then. I still oh, haven't no. gotten one. What? A sign. Just so people driving by know we're still open because we're blocked off. Oh, man. Yeah. 
And so I still like, haven't even gotten it. Like even like the businesses are still open sign, right? Yeah. Like that. Yeah, they have one for all the businesses. And so I said, okay, now that you know I'm here, can I get one? Yeah. Oh, yeah, we'll get on it. We'll get on it. Because also the, the barbershop and Mr. Mac moved yeah. down next door. Mm-hmm. And um, so Mr. Mac had already had one. They moved that sign. But the barbershop and I still haven't even gotten our sign. Oh, man. And it's been months. And I'm like, it's majorly affecting my business. Um, and, you know, now I'm sure you saw in the news, Mr. Mac has gotten broken into. Three times? Four like, now. Four times? Yeah. And three of them were in a week. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. three in a week. Yeah. I saw that. And I, as a person who lives there and as a person who operates a business there, think not only is it because, of course, just the lack of um, foot traffic in general? Like, it's a it's a more uh, – there's not as much interaction in that area of town. And so people can get away with a lot more without yeah. people noticing. Well, now with the street shut down, nobody's driving down MLK. So at night, people no can do – Exactly. Yeah. And even with alarm systems. Mr. Mac has an alarm. And yeah. oh, every yeah. time the manager you know, was talking to him and he was like, I'll come right down here. But by the time he gets down here, there's no one around. No one's seen. Yeah, it's a little no, scoot you know. on that. And I mean, Mr. Mac was one of those shops that that's where Brogan bought. I don't know if you guys were around when he still had his like, like, fucking God, it was like a five foot long fur coat. Like he had this wow. gigantic, amazing <laughs> fur coat. It was one of the coolest things ever. I think he, I think, I mean, it was faux fur because I mean, it's Brogan still, but it was like, it was amazing. Like, and it was comfy, but that was the place where you could get stuff like that. And, um, I, I didn't realize that they were still open, but you know, they are another, they, I saw it on the news that they got broken into three different times. And it's like, what the fuck? Yeah. They moved down, uh, three or four weeks after I opened, they reopened, um, the building that they were in forever Mm -hmm. is getting remodeled or rebuilt, I should say. Yeah. 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 Took it down and now they're rebuilding it and it's going to have apartments or something above it. That's what they're doing a lot yeah. with the multi-use stuff. It's what they just did down on 6th and I think 6th and Alder with uh, uh, like Trapper Sushi and they put just basically a whole – They it was just Trappers, the restaurant, and then they just turned it into that and I think a couple other buildings and then putting the apartments up yeah. on top, which I think is awesome. Like more multi-use stuff like that will, I feel, help uh, the vibrancy of any sort of area. When you can have people like they're living there who don't exactly. depend on the car on right. cars as much, yep. like it goes such a long way. And once I finish the fucking light right. rail, right? Well, and that's, <laughs> that's the other thing that um is a has been a huge topic. But as a business owner in Hilltop, as one of the only white business owners, um, my late partner who was African American. He liked to call him black. He didn't, he didn't like <laughs> yeah, me saying yeah. the the correct. But what um, he would constantly say is, basically, um, especially in Tacoma, we got a lot of um, hate for gentrification. Yeah, um, yeah. Exactly. I got a lot of uh, emails. You know, we had a whole march go through, and right when we opened, and was yelling it, and he was he was saying the problem with it is at this point, especially in a community like Tacoma. With the other areas of town, the Proctors, Sixth Ave, our district, all that stuff, um, what they think is being woke or, you know, fighting against gentrification, they're actually fighting against helping the Mm -hmm. low-income areas because they're taking away economy from those areas. So basically, when we bring more people living in the low-income areas and supporting the businesses, whether they're coming to my business just to see me, they're going to be aware of all those other businesses. So it's bringing traffic to all of them. As we raise the you know economy coming in there, there's better schools, there's better housing, Mm -hmm. all of that stuff. And so there's a lot of stuff that because of the world we live in at this point. Yeah. Um, 
people think they're doing something good by sending, you know, emails or not supporting a business that's gentrifying or whatever. But mm-hmm. he's so he was trying to bring awareness to that before he passed. That was like one of his passions was like, if you notice, like you're saying, they're starting to do construction. However, if you notice Martin Luther King and in every every state, pretty much, there isn't a lot of um, businesses like nice grocery stores, yeah. uh, fast food, all of these things, because the low-income areas are forced to go and spend their money outside of that neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And the city keeps it that way. Mm-hmm. And that's basically something that, as being more aware of redlining and all of that, it, we need to bring the economy back into it. And spending. And so bringing a bakery or grocery stores or people's apartments or all of that is great because making it a self-sustainable neighborhood is important. When you get to stuff like the bodegas and the Mm -hmm. the smaller stuff and it's – and like when I'm thinking gentrification and it's probably the wrong way to think about it, maybe in certain sorts of ways. But it's – and again, I'll probably be corrected and that's fine. I'm okay with that. It's just that when I think gentrification, it's also – it's people coming in who don't live there. And who didn't live there and still don't live there. Like you, li- right. like you said, six blocks away, you understand the community. You are in the community itself right. and you've been there for a little while. So at that point in time, you understand, you talk with the other people, exactly. you're going to be working with them. You're hosting events at, yeah. and as of this recording, I mean, you're having one tonight, but well, I mean, mm-hmm. people, unless you're listening live on the discord, which you should be anyway, <laughs> you won't uh, be able to get on that, but uh, you post it on your Facebook mm-hmm. and on your Instagram as well. So you're doing constant those things to bring people in for more than just uh, getting the coffee in the morning or to hang out in the coffee shop sort of thing. Yeah, no, that's, that's kind of, I'm trying to create a community Mm -hmm. basically Mm -hmm. and be involved in the community that I'm in at this point Um, because of the past with the previous business and their lack of interaction and all the things that went down with it, Mm -hmm. including not hiring anyone in the community. And that was was a a huge thing thing too. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. And uh, you know, all of that, it's been a little bit harder. I've had to put in a lot of footwork um, and build a lot of personal relationships. Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> I'm one of those people that I love people. I yeah. just, that's one of my favorite things about the industry is the interactions and making people's lives better with pastries, you know. <laughs> nothing... I'll tell you, man, you just did with us. So that's <laughs> right? for sure. I mean, I don't know if it's just the sugar rush or the good smells or whatever, but when, <laughs> all you... Of it. It's all of <laughs> when you eat a good pastry, it's like it's, you can't be mad. It's just nope. one of those things. And that's – so that's kind of what – even though I love baking, it's more of a platform for me to bring a unity in the world. Um the, there's only a few things that are consistent in every culture and music and food hmm. two of my loves like it doesn't matter if you can't speak the same language if you eat something you're both gonna enjoy <laughs> the same food you know yeah and it's one of those things where too culturally we're learning to fuse flavors and cultures and all of the different traditions mm-hmm. for the ways you cook things flavor fusion is huge in the industry and so it's one of those things that really brings people together and so that's what you know living in the community opening this business in hilltop I've gotten so much more excited to really get to know the neighborhood. And, Mm -hmm. you know, like I said, I walk to work most days. I see the same people all the time. I get to know people, you know, they all, my little dog, you know, you know, all (laughs) this just, it's a part of that neighborhood feel Mm -hmm. that I love. And Hilltop is becoming more and more that way. Yeah. But because of all the stigma and all of this stuff from before, you know, there's a lot of people that are kind of a little bit 
apprehensive about yeah. the growth and things, well, which is in the last. I mean, in the last couple of years, like fear has really kind of uh, taken over as maybe just the 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 dominating uh, emotion yeah. that's been going down through everything, and it's hard to it's hard to confront those fears. For sure. And and when I'm saying confront the fears, I'm like. Go to those areas that maybe make you a little uncomfortable and experience yeah. the things that are out there. Like they're like in, in like you were even talking about, like every city has an MLK. Exactly. And go go to ours and check out some of the great food that they have down there. Go to Quickie too. Now they're oh, they're 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 vegan. It's a vegan cafe, but it's vegan comfort food. Right. Like vegan doesn't have to be healthy. And <laughs> I think that's their line because it's like and it's so it is the barbecue sandwich I can yes! eat every day. Yes! With the, the quote-unquote pulled right? pork like i just like they and they tell you exactly what it is and yeah. i don't rem- i don't know because i'm uh i'm an omnivore i'll eat anything I'm right just a fatty. i'll go for it you put barbecue sauce on it i'm gonna try uh, it and it's mm-hmm. so so Seriously. good we had just regular chili it was like you know was it napa no not napa. nally 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 yeah. chili i didn't know it was vegetarian i oh, ate the it. bean oh, chili wow. yeah it is so good you didn't even know it was just lighter it wasn't as dark and greasy <laughs> and i ate the whole thing and i go what is it i go this is good chili because I usually don't because it's really acid. Right. And I don't handle mm-hmm. you know that type of stuff that tomato acid really well. I yeah. go, this is great. What is it? Because it's vegan chili. You don't even feel like you're missing the meat because of the texture or whatever they use to yeah. replace the yeah. meat. I called my mom. I was going, you need because my dad loves chili. And again, he's he has health issues and it's like we're trying to make him eat better. But I mean he's like 70, 70 something years old and been eating the same thing. <laughs> and it's hard to <laughs> put something new in front of him. He's like, no. <laughs> and so I said, get this chili. Don't tell dad. Feed it to him. See what he says. Well, and that's <laughs> like even like uh, at the parties at my house, I do. And it's not vegan. It's vegetarian. I mean, I use Velveeta and that's barely cheese. But <laughs> it's like crockpot dip. And it's like I want to put chili in there and I'll make sure and use the vegetarian chili. And it's like I don't want to have to exclude people right. from that if they experience, if they right. want to experience that. And sure. seriously, Quickie 2 is amazing. It's right next door. You can get something there. But definitely go buy uh, proof and make sure you get something there as well. Definitely. <laughs> Our bagels are vegan too. Oh, are they? Yeah. Right I on. get a lot of questions about vegan products. Um, our breads and bagels, besides, of course, you know, our focaccia that has cheese on it. Mm-hmm. I have mm-hmm. an Italian or focaccia that is vegan. But um, then, you know, our sourdough is vegan. Nice. Um, our egg breads are the only ones that aren't going to be vegan because of the, the egg, egg yeah. and butter. Um, but our bagels, unless they have cheese on top, all of the other ones are nice. completely vegan. So I'm and looking- if they come in, they can ask and you know yeah. talk to you and just you can let them know everything. That's right. Going on. And I actually was just talking to the owner of Quickie Two to get some input for some vegan toppings nice. for my bagels to have some options because I, you know, we make our own cream cheeses. I've got this oh, okay. bacon scallion cream cheese that's just like. <laughs> incredible all right I'm in. um but yeah <laughs> so she was giving me some input on you know some tofu cream cheese and stuff oh wow yeah um, they can do in. a lot of stuff with it now so yeah do we have any other uh, coaster questions well, i was Jeff? gonna ask ask when we do got plenty of co- coaster questions cool. and i think this might bring some together about the, the T- thc culture in food now do you do you dabble or, or partake or, or dabble. Do you, i don't know how to say do you dabble do you use it as an ingredient in your tasty i cookies? do yes um obviously not at the bakery yeah um mm-hmm. Uh, I don't do it commercially yet. I do a lot of um, recreational experiments, though, and long term. I do too. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> and long term, I'd like to get more involved in that. Mm-hmm. Um, for I've been using it medicinally for years, um, and I'm a big fan of it. Uh, there's a lot of great, you know, 
great benefits from THC and CBD. So, um, you know, especially to not even, uh, with, with, um, you know, a lot of the traditional, but now I'm finding out with, you know, a lot of my anxiety, depression, all of that stuff, balancing Mm -hmm. with, um, grief and things using that too versus spiraling (laughs) in the bottle of whiskey. So, um, I've been doing a lot of experiments with that and just finding out, um, because baking is obviously different. Um, Oh, yeah. the, the amounts is a, is a big uh, thing. <laughs> so we have we have a we have a really good friend with uh with Mary Mart and Billy from okay, Mary Mart. That's and, my spot. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, it's yeah. definitely our spot too. Um and uh he's a he's a big proponent of making the nuclear grade brownies. Oh wow. Yeah. He's um, a baker as well. Yeah. <laughs> and so it was one of those Dope. where uh-huh. oh yeah, that was one of the uh one of the first podcasts oh, we had with him. Fuck. He brought in a a, a brownie. Uh, just a nice heart shaped brownie. Right. The thing was, is it tasted so good uh, right, that we were munching problem. on it. Yeah, that was a rough Sunday. See, so. and that's the problem I've had is like one of my favorite ones is I made a salsa, a medicated salsa. Really? Yeah, and it was you know pineapple mango salsa. Oh, okay. I will destroy that. Right, and that's the problem is <laughs> we ended up eating the whole bag, right. and then I'm just you know slept for 24 hours. <laughs> but that's the problem with it is learning how to you know dose it yeah um because long term i do want to do medicated plated desserts and do events and stuff and um again versus drinking you can still go out you can still get relaxed and have Mm -hmm. whatever and as someone who wants to be able to do that but you know you can take an edible before let's just say a first date or something but I don't want to go out and have a bunch of drinks. I'm not drinking right now. So I'm like, yeah. it would be super cool if I could go eat a dessert with someone where I would, you know, have get a little, get a little yeah. stone. Yeah, just <laughs> get a little bit in like Amsterdam or places in Amsterdam. Don't they do that right. like a hash oh, yeah. cafes yeah. and stuff? Yeah, totally. where you can't so I actually um, watched a video today about Vancouver. Vancouver. In Canada, oh, yeah, okay. and they've they've um I I guess decriminalized a bunch of things, right? Um, but they're they're starting to open these little cafes, uh, coca leaf drinks, wow. and yeah, um, medicinal mushrooms. I think that's gonna and, kick. You know, I didn't think about that yeah. for such a long time. That that is that's the next thing, man. Yeah, they're yeah, even changing totally. the the. The chemical makeup of LSD oh, by one wow. thing and selling it in like right. <laughs> yeah, to Canada. They're going, right. they're going. This 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 couple, well, one dude for sure is going to be, all in. I mean, to be perfectly honest, I mean, Denver started by decriminalizing um, uh, psilocybin yep. uh, mushrooms, right. and right. Uh, actually, Oregon Seattle, well, right? Seattle Oregon has uh, Seattle has decriminalized uh, yeah. uh, mushrooms, which is so, a couple weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just, yeah, it just passed, yeah. so just. it'll it'll go into effect. Don't go out there and start shrooming right. right away. I mean. <laughs> Do Please whatever you want to do in the comfort lights. of your own home. Yeah, keep your pants on, people. Uh, yeah, Oregon <laughs> just did it this last year. They decriminalized. Um, it's it's kind of an interesting uh, time just to see all this happening. Like, right. I mean, it's it's exciting, but I mean, at the same point, I still do shrooms. Right. Well, microdosing <laughs> is super super cool for creative thought and yeah. all yes. of that. And uh, it's I mean, it's really it's really great for emotional. Uh, yeah stuff as well too and well if you listen to our last podcast dab hits aren't really great for the creative process (laughs) it kind of went downhill pretty quickly (laughs) we got less and less creative (laughs) at last 25 minutes i'm sorry everybody on that one could have cut that uh what are some of the coaster questions jeff right on i I was watching a uh, Mario GIF. That's <laughs> 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 what happens when we give Jeff the power of the computer to do oh, the research. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. So, um, uh, 
speed question. What is the best cookie? Ooh. Well, we actually have a hickory smoked brown butter chocolate chip cookie. What's Yeah. Um, it was Don's, uh, one of his creations. He read about somewhere in Britain, someone experimenting with something and was like, can you make this, babe? I was like, yeah, let's experiment. And made this really good brown butter chocolate chip cookie. And then we smoked it with hickory smoke. And Fuck. it's like, incredible. Wow. Like, I got a Traeger at home, man. I'm going to have to start smoking cookies. Yeah. It's, it's actually, I've tried applewood and hickory smoke. Really? And, uh, I mean, the flavor is a little different. But I've also done it with apple pie. Hickory smoked apple pie. Oh, Why didn't oh yeah. you should start with that. That's the headline right there. <laughs> right? Yeah. You buried the headline in that old one. Wow. You make smoked apple pie. Like Dude. I have I've smoked oh. Cheez Its. Yeah. I've uh, I've made like I've perfected oh. bacon. I have not done an apple pie. Yeah. Put cheese on, on top of the apple pie, then Seriously, smoke it. Yes. Oh, wow. yeah. But no, uh just like that, yeah. Dog would smoke everything. Like that really? was his thing. Nice. I mean one of his favorite smoked old fashioned. Hickory smoked old fashioned. Oh, okay. How no do you joke. even? So they have. Drink? So we have a smoke infuser, and oh, it goes right into it. But okay. actually, uh, Stack Five Seven One sells one. Really? Yeah, it's really good, and it's, it's cool. It comes with the coaster <laughs> on top. You lift it, and the smoke Justin's comes out. You know? yeah, we tried cool a few bar, things. Uh, we cool tried smoking smoker. espresso. Bad idea. <laughs> I tried to take a drink, and I just done. choked. <laughs> but no, the cookies—they're great. Um, mm. It was funny because I had someone who didn't necessarily like it, but their complaint was it tasted like bacon. And I think it was because they were vegan. But, oh, yeah. Okay. But <laughs> I was like, there is no bacon in it. I swear. But then it's in their brain and they're right. just going to have that association. But no, that's, really, that's what it tastes like to me as well. It was like wow. a bacony. That's the worst chicken. reason to hate something. Right. You know? <laughs> I hate this because it's delicious just like bacon is. Like, wait, no. Oh, I, I got one more. Um, pairings. What, what what do you recommend pairings with uh, your your pastries like with beer or wine cider weed nice. mushrooms LSD <laughs> uh, etc et did I whistle I just heard a whistle I think it came out of my mouth that was your mouth that yeah. was fucking weird guys um, I'm a big fan of having pastries for the munchies you know mm-hmm. when you smoke some good weed and then you've got your snacks your cookies your muffins your brownies all that stuff um, I love a good like bagel or pretzel with beer. Mm-hmm. It's the German nice. in me, yeah. but like I love that, you know, chewy, yeasty, salt deliciousness. Um, but then I'm also an avid wine drinker and I make a lot of delicious cheesecakes and chocolate desserts. Yeah. So um, really just depends on what you're in the mood for. I've got something for everything pretty much. Nice. So, so they come down and they're like, okay, so I've got maybe like a, 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 a dinner, mm-hmm. a dinner date or maybe a, a whole dinner meal with a, you know, family or couples are coming over and it's like, we want something that would pair with a wine, like a red wine. You can just uh, suss it out with them, see what they want. But you're like, these are are good here. These are good here. Or you have a nice good cheesecake (laughs) or whatever you want with it or however you'll figure it out. Yeah. One of my uh, chef friends is doing a seven course plate of dinner tonight, actually. And yesterday they called me and said, these are my courses. I need some breads to pair with some different courses. You know, Mm. for instance, uh, they were doing um, this like duck dish and I told him this certain bread and I, I made them for him. So I made three different types of breads. I did like a jalapeno cheese bread for some uh, fajita thing he was doing. And then um, I made this uh, brioche style bread for 
the duck confit and and you know so i i love finding the right bread or pastry to go with the different dessert because it's just that little extra i love yeah. bread too man same, I love bread. Same. Uh, yeah, i'm not bread. a super bread sweet tooth i don't like a lot of desserts i mean i i like the flavor of them mm-hmm. right. but i don't eat a lot of sugar um I have hypoglycemic. So like okay, I don't eat yeah. a lot of sugar. And so I've never really had a sweet tooth. Um, but I love breads. It's like they just I don't know, the heartiness. It so yes. good. Like you walk in and bread's bacon, it's like forget. Is, I'm gonna eat everything in here. Right. Everything. I mean, just imagine making it though. <laughs> oh, I like, can't. I couldn't. It's do it. therapy. <laughs> it is the best therapy. I, I mess around with sourdough a couple of years. Smells. It's so much Everybody fun. Everybody messed right. with sourdough. Right. It's fun. Everyone right? did sourdough. Yeah, I mean, hell, we got the sourdough woodworking station. Right? <laughs> Oh, yeah. That is will eventually open at some point. I don't know what the hell they're doing, but yeah. So I mean, there's so many different things out there. There's so many bakeries out there. I'm so glad that you've been able to find a niche right now and Same. are continuing on doing it, making those events. Uh, any more uh, coaster questions? There, yeah, Jeff? we got one from Robo Brogan. Uh, Robo Brogan, <laughs> and uh, he he says, "Do do you make pretzels for commercial wholesale?" And deliver to Covington. Very specific. Maybe for one place called Cosmic Bottles in Covington. Cosmic Bottles in Covington. I do, actually. Um, So, with having all the stuff to make bagels, it's a similar process. Tacoma sounds. (laughs) Okay, yeah, go ahead. Uh, (laughs) So, yeah, it's a similar process to my bagel making. So, we have a kettle and... They're boiled as well. Oh, and so I started doing experimenting with commercial wholesaling because I had a few people um, that, you know, I talked with, like the owner of the Berliner. And mm-hmm. if they, oh, yeah. Oh, wow. And if they can finally open. Yeah. yeah so stuff, people like that. But um, pretzels are one of my passions. Uh, I grew up having German pretzels at every event and a nice. real German pretzel. Like not one of these, you know, shitty ones. But like. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> Real ones, the Bavarian style mm-hmm. that are the round, like roll yeah, style, yeah, yeah. Um, that the have juice. like that super dense but like soft center with the chewy exterior. Oh, yeah. The problem with commercial pretzels or any you know actual retail or commercial is the traditional pretzels are um, they're in lie and it's hard to get the health department or other people to be okay with you using that interesting so a lot of people do the baking soda or other alternates but to get the traditional pretzel you use lye and uh i had no idea yeah it's it's a it's not only for your corpses you've been lied to all these years (laughs) right so I yes, Robo Brogan, you can contact. Well, he's not going to listen to this. I'll just text him later. Yeah, we should, yeah, we should though, for you sure. You can always reach out, email through the website. Um, but I'm definitely expanding my wholesale, um, especially with the ups and downs of the openings and closings right. of our of our fine state. Um, okay. You know. Yep. So. Uh, we're finishing up right here, but uh, um, seriously, uh, Marie, thank you so much for spending some time with us. Again, you can thank check you. out prooftacoma.com, an amazing bakery, some amazing, really tasty stuff. Uh, again, uh, we'll be more than happy to welcome you back. We're going to get you back on this podcast to hang out and, uh, even do some more stuff. And I feel at some point we got to, we're going to commission you to do some sort of fun thing with the, with the podcast. Awesome. Yeah. I love it. Again, uh, proof You can check out their Facebook and Instagram, which are just available on 
that website. Thank you guys so much for listening to us. Again, we are the Grid City Podcast, but you already know that. GridCityPodcast.com. You can go there because you can see our Patreon, uh, where you can find all of our fun little segments, including for as little as a dollar, all of the old podcasts with just Jeff and Brogan being weirdos and hanging out in Tacoma. You can find our Discord where you can listen live. You can ask questions and interact with all of our fans and even uh, maybe bug us while we're uh, recording. We're not, just when we're hanging out. Again, all of that stuff, our social medias and all of that are at GritCityPodcast.com. Thank you, guys, and stay gritty. You've been listening to the Grit City Podcast. Check them out at GritCityPodcast.com. Yeah.